I'm gonna have to like literally cut the last like three minutes, but um, fine. keep it going. I'll just restart. No, you're good. I feel like you're editing the thing. As we're I kind of am in my head. I'm just like, all right, yeah. Well, all this it's kind of hard not to unusable. do that at this point. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. This is totally usable. We'll see. We'll see. There might be some stuff. Anyways, if you guys are just joining us, we are those movie dudes. We watch three acclaimed films that we've never seen before, and then we get together in a podcast forum and talk about them, and then we release them on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, and Instagram. Instagram is where you are going to want to find us, because every Saturday we put up a poll, and that decides what movies we talk about on this podcast. And this was... The second time we did this, in terms of an Instagram poll, where our followers you know, chose the movies for us. So the movie that I picked that won the poll was a film called Bad Education, which is an HBO original film, 2020, finally getting some new movies. Uh, so we watched Bad Education for my pick this week. Wowza. Jonathan. And for my film this week, we just, you know, somehow I picked two Bill Condon films, and I guess last week... I also picked, was it a Bill Condon film? Or was it this upcoming week? No. I don't remember. It was the same week. It was this Okay. Week. Well, anyways, for some reason, Bill Condon's on my mind, and I don't even know who he is, but it just so happens that we picked a lot of Bill Condon films, and this week you was did. Gods and Monsters with Brendan Fraser from my favorite, <laughs> The Mummy, and The Mummy Returns. I liked him in Journey to the Center. Andy and McKellen, sorry. Yeah. That's true. Right. He wasn't in that. He was the main character. Um, yeah. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my film was uh, 1953's Roman Holiday. All right, let's go. Wowza. <laughs> Shit. All right, then. Lots I'm to ready. unpack here, guys. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. This was an interesting yeah. week. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of good movies, uh, or interesting ones, I should say. They're all in like the 93 or higher on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Uh, we picked a good little bunch of movies, so let's uh, let's get right into it. I want to talk about, and I mean, we'll decide, of course, like mutually. But the one that I'm leaning towards is Gods and Monsters. Same, okay. same, actually. Let's just get it yeah. over with. Okay, thank God. Right. <laughs> John hasn't yeah, let us pick his gone. movie in the last like know, three weeks, so. I think last week I I was like, let's start with I don't remember, but um, uh, you always let me go to our little um, yeah. let me go to our little All cheat right. sheet here. So, Gods and Monsters, right, uh, which stars Ian McKellen from, you you know him from X-Men and Lord of the Rings, right? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm not, gonna... I'm not really a Lord of the Rings guy, so I I, I didn't know if that was Yes, whatever. he's he's fucking Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, yeah. He's, oh, he's Ian Gandalf. Got nominated All right. for an Oscar. You can stop listening now if you guys want to stop listening. Um, Yeah, so oh it also has Brendan Fraser, who plays Clayton Boone. Uh, directed by Bill Condon. So basically, in 1957, <laughs> James Whale, who's actually a real director uh, in in history, um, director of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and Thank The you. Invisible Man. Um, he's retired. He's old. And old Dark House. And what? I'm sorry? Okay. Nothing. Um, yeah, so he's old. He's not a director anymore. And um, he's kind of living he's in this house with his... Uh, yeah, he, he paints. He, he dabbles in painting. He's living with his housekeeper, and she happens to hire a handsome young gardener, who so happens to be Brendan Fraser. And they start to have kind of just a flamboyant, unlikely friendship together. And just a relationship develops, and, you know, we can go from there. But I had no idea what this movie was until I started watching it, and it was quite quite the experience. Um, Neither did I. It's usually how movies Yeah, work. but instantly I was... <laughs> 
sucked into it because it was about a famous film director and he's reflecting yeah, on that's his, the draw his uh his career which is his successful career i mean he's got a lot of money although i mean is he happy not really um i thought ian mckellen mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job in this in this role as james whale and mm-hmm. i think it was mainly because he could relate to the character uh, i think i read somewhere that he stated that that he related to james whale as in like mm-hmm. hiding his sexuality in this like huge like industry um and i thought he brought a lot to his performance because he was phenomenal in this movie like from start to finish mm-hmm. it was it was awesome to see a biopic that wasn't just your stereotypical just like happy story type thing like this was a pretty sad character and coming from a guy that made these amazing movies these groundbreaking groundbreaking breaking (laughs) legendary movies that were just like and it was just awesome being able to see like frankenstein and bride of frankenstein and original drawings and just kind of hearing more of that backstory no matter how tragic it was it was just it was interesting to see and um yeah the minute i knew it was about a director i was like okay at least it's got that movie element and something about 90s movies they just have a feel to them that just makes them pretty easy to watch I and think. a lot of 90s yeah. movies have brendan fraser in them and that was kind of the draw. <laughs> and i liked that i was, that was, fine, he, with it. I was fine he was with fine it. although the the very opening when it's like it's him like I don't know, coming out of his like little trailer park house and he gets on his highway in his like beater truck. It was cute. His music Come is on. playing. I'm like, what the fuck movie are we watching for this week? But once you meet James Whale, once you meet Ian McKellen and uh, you start to kind of hear his story uh, and then obviously you get context into like uh, his career, it, it works. And I thought that their friendship really worked in the movie as well because they're polar opposites, but uh, they were somewhat drawn to each other's stories and to... Um, you know other stuff <laughs> but yeah, yeah. their sexual yeah, their sexuality lined up spoken it is about what it is um yeah. it was just kind of it was it was interesting just kind of seeing how this character acted and how just a complete outsider was able to they were able to become kind of buddies and you kind of see it coming as far as the story goes for me but i was like i kind of like this relationship that they're building cuz they just they res- they're respecting each other. They're feeling each other out as the movie goes on. I don't know if you guys kind of noticed this, but I, I noticed a lot of sort of parallels with um, James, James Whale's characters that he created. So like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and his life. Yeah, there's a whole monologue about, so, about just like why some of those creations came to be uh, because of yeah. his, inner, like his inner thoughts and, and whatnot. I thought that was just really cool how they kind of weave that in and you know that you can see these characters that he created and then how they how they paralleled his life um, and apparently it was mm-hmm. so, sorry, and, but apparently it was brendan fraser's idea to have like those recreation scenes as in, they helped a I lot it. they really did I help thought it was cool like you could tell that they're on a sound stage but like them were like they were like in the shadows and they were walking towards the camera but like they were just like silhouettes but as they got closer like you thought you think you think it was the characters like a frankenstein but as they get closer you realize it's brendan fraser and ian mckellen that must have been fun to shoot mm-hmm. those too, I bet. It must have been really cool. And yeah. for the cinematographer to kind of go and try mm-hmm. to recreate that with the lighting and everything, it must have yeah. been kind of a cool job. Uh, and then that whole scene where he like goes and lays and rests with his like fallen war soldiers with those flashbacks. I was yeah. like, this is very mm-hmm. deep. This is a pretty uh, pretty deep moment. Um, so this mm-hmm. movie did win Best Adapted Screenplay. Bill Condon won for the, uh, that Oscar. 
and it got nominated for Best Actor for Ian McKellen, which I think is very deserved. However, the uh, the maid also got a supporting actress nomination. Oh, is that who that was? For her, I didn't know. The, I didn't know the name was. So I didn't even look at it. But she was hilarious. Like I could yeah. have seen a spinoff movie of her. She was yeah. like, oh, like she loved uh, him, but completely tr- disagreed with his lifestyle. But she still like cared for him and loved him like just as much as I don't know. She was like a family mm-hmm. member. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of overlooked her, but she was. Good. It was great. Yeah. I don't know. She mm-hmm. she added a, yeah. a element to this movie that I didn't expect it to be there. Oh, we have remaining meeting time in 10 minutes just ignore That's it okay. Let's, wait it says going. remaining it does, we will yeah we will get cut off though um, so stupid so heads up when that happens um keep recording oh yeah yeah let's just get, let's just keep talking uh yeah let's grade this bitch um so yeah gods of monsters uh, i really like the whole film aspect of it like that he was the director telling the story um the movie is very much sit down and talk like there's just long scenes of just mm-hmm. monologues yeah um there really isn't a huge narrative to it it's mainly just a performance piece uh and also just kind of exploring this uh this character and this director's life um some mm-hmm. weird moments towards the end it was just very over the top and it was like this is feels like a whole different type of movie but regardless i still really enjoyed it i gave it a, a three and a half out of five i thought that it was uh it was a good story uh i don't think i'd watch it again but uh i like the story for sure so that's where i stand i also really liked it um i thought at first my mm. first thought i was like i don't really like the chemistry between these two guys i just didn't really see it i would have liked if they picked a different um supporting actor even though the reason why i picked this movie was because brendan fraser was on the cover but that being said i didn't really think that they worked very well together but i still (laughs) i still like the scenes between them i really like the flashbacks i thought that that it was it kind of had these like sort of mindfuck elements and horror elements when uh they kind of had these like visions that ian mckellen was having just at random moments of his oh, past, yes. like of, of the oh, war and got, stuff, like, creepy at times. Yeah, when he was talking really, to himself. Yeah, like at shit. that party, yeah. and that was oh, really for cool. Sure. And then the some ending. really, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the the final shot of the that, movie. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Then also the the story he was telling about uh, the guy that he obviously the guy that he was sort of in love with during the war in the trenches, um, mm-hmm. and the whole story about how you know, something happened to him and then days went by and then people kept talking about him and it was just really emotional. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that last shot was also so creepy and like a perfect way to awesome. end the movie that just, it was so perfect. Um, so I really think there were a lot mm-hmm. of good things about this movie that I just, I really didn't expect um, when I was halfway through it, but I ended up really appreciating it, appreciating it for what it was. So um, I ended up giving it a four out of five. So oh, I liked it, um, but I'm interested to hear okay. Nate's overall thoughts on the movie. I um, I, hmm. I, I'll give my grade first. It was a three and a half out of five, yeah. and the reason is, it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of odd. Like I did like their friendship because they were two complete opposite characters, and no matter what, um, Ian McKellen did to. Brendan Fraser's character, even if it was bad, he was always there to like try and help him because he knew that he was a troubled person, and I think he saw that, and so I liked their balance as far as that goes. But it was just kind of weird with some of the flashbacks and 
I wish there was a little bit more into like the making of the movies and a little bit more backstory of his instead of just him kind of being right. present day, which I can see what he was trying to go for. Um, but just kind of some awkward moments, just like that scene with him and the guy interviewing him. Oh, he was a horn dog. Yeah. That was weird. Oh, that some was of weird. the stuff that, and just the way he yeah. went about it. It was a little cringy, again, especially with the whole Me Too movement it, just happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> but with Ian McKellen, I think it worked. And not just the fact that he is who he is, but just he was able to convey that character. Perfect for the role. Perfectly. He really was. So even though, even though it was awkward to watch, it was awesome seeing him do it because he was able to just, but maybe it wouldn't be awkward for everybody. I think maybe just good. for for us, like we're just no. like, ooh, I don't know. But you know, you gotta. It just it, it was how forward he yeah. was with it. Just like oh, making these weird offers. But yeah, I'd stick it a three and a half out of five. Um, performances were great, and I just yeah, it deserved all that recognition, and it was cool seeing a different like famous director and how not all of it's like glamour and stars and stuff like some people have dark paths yeah i mean there's like a whole saying or i I don't know what it is but it's something about like the real geniuses are like (laughs) fucked up people i mean like Mm -hmm. i I just don't want to like i don't don't know like uh uh what's that writer that they always talk about family guy that like killed himself with a shotgun that was Gods and Monsters. You can check that one out on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Uh, it's an Oscar winner for Best Adapted Screenplay, so at the very least, I'd say give it a watch. It's a, it's a good story, especially if you kind of like uh, some movies about filmmakers and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's And 90s movies. They have a certain tone to them, so if you're into that, oh, very I, think much. It's, I think it's worth checking out. And the whole, yeah, the whole mirroring of like the old classic monsters was kind of cool as far as characters-wise, so definitely worth a watch yeah. for that, that it's nostalgic worth checking value. Out. Um, anyway, so, so the go. second movie we're going to be moving on to, I would think, I don't know if I'm just going to base this off how we have it on the cheat sheet. Spencer, that's okay. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah we, okay. can get, we can We can go into my pick. It's uh, Bad Education, a 2020 film, because mm-hmm. no 2020 movies are getting released into theaters, so we have to just, you know, wait until they come on streaming sites to watch new release movies. It's a strange dynamic. Um, it's weird seeing yeah. that now. It's, it says on demand. I hate it. I don't like it. It's like oh, I really weird. don't like it, guys. It's yeah, bothering it's a weird me. World. But regardless, this wasn't this. Are, this was already uh, scheduled to release on HBO long before COVID nineteen happened. It was uh, it premiered at Sundance, and HBO bought it and got the right to distribute it. And so it finally hit uh, a couple weeks ago on HBO. But it's about. A beloved super, superintendent of New York's Rosin School District and his staff, friends, and relatives become the prime suspects in the unfolding of the single largest public school embezzlement scandal in American history. Ooh, that was disgusting what you're doing on the video chat. Good thing that we're not live on video. Um, we should be. I know. I just I just read the script cast. And oh, yeah. Well, when I read speaking it, of, it's, it it's got a great cast. It's Hugh Jackman. Allison Janney <laughs> and Ray Romano Parmigiano. <laughs> like, it's it's got the best cast You're welcome of 2020. <laughs> oh my god, um, dude! But oh, I, I had heard this movie. <laughs> and Brad Garrett's in it too. You know Brad Garrett's in it. He's not wish, in this dude. movie. Uh, um, but I had heard that this was a good movie before. Um, before I had seen it, it got a lot of buzz out of Sundance, so I was looking forward to checking it out. I heard it was all based on a true story, like a real embezzlement. Um, so I was super eager to pick this one, and I'm glad that it won. Um, but Nate, 
You watched Bad yes. Education, didn't you? Because we're recording a podcast about it. Oh, you didn't? You forgot to? You didn't watch it? Oh, All right, anyway. So my thoughts on Bad Education. Just Hugh kidding, Jackman was pretty good in the movie. Allison Janney going. is Allison Janney. Um, and Ray Romano was Ray Romano Parmigiano. So, Nate, what was your thoughts on Bad Education? I thought it was pretty Ooh. bad education. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Performance-wise, awesome. I thought Hugh Jackman was, it was very unexpected seeing him in this role, but the way he portrayed that character was actually really raw and actually really good. Um, Allison Janney was like pretty strong, despicable character. And I thought she portrayed it perfectly as just like this, this person that's there for, she nailed the New York, but she's got these other, like I have an Oscar. Fuck all you, the New York woman. Yeah, like oh my god. <laughs> oh, she didn't... oh yeah, she said, yeah. Yeah, I was a night time. Yeah, I'm Alex Yeah, she was great. <laughs> I don't know Ray Romano. He was he, he was pretty good too. It was good. No, he actually yeah, no, he, no, no. I thought he was Definitely. great. Very unbiased as far as both characters go, and it was very great true cast. to the story. It felt like, and just seeing how it all played out, how they tried covering up some stuff, and the whole thing with Hugh Jackman's character, I was just like. Yeah, he's doing it. Oh well, I he, I respect him for doing it. So it was just cool seeing. Him. I was waiting for him to type to break out into song with Zac Efron at some point, and it never happened. Or oh, sure, yeah, or just like you know, <laughs> stab Phil with his Wolverine claws because he yeah, missed just... like a bunch of like receipts. Sure, um, yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> Hugh Jackman <laughs> was phenomenal in this movie. Like absolutely, this mm-hmm. was one of the best performances I've seen from him. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're used to him in, like, Wolverine, and he gave a great performance in Logan. Lame is a Rob. Was... Come on. Yeah. Uh, Jean Valjean. Yeah, Sorry. he got an Oscar nomination for it. <laughs> but You're going. Played by Kurt. Oh, I personally my God. loved how this... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Kurt Cameron, Kurt Cameron. <laughs> Who's in the <laughs> Oh my god, how lucky are we? Cook Cameron plays Jean Valjean. Oh god. Oh my fucking god, dude. <laughs> hey, Spencer. I like your uh, hat. Said he can't Son of a bitch. What do you mean? Why do you have the same hat? You got the shirt. John, you also have Oh, I was wearing hat. it yesterday. Wait, can I put it on? No. Alright. No. Um, so yeah, I thought the performances were great. Um, the only character that kind of bugged me was the girl from Blockers. Which one was that? The girl reporter. Oh, oh, oh the, yeah, okay. Yeah, but the you had to have a, a villain in this movie, if you want to call her She's a villain. She's not the villain? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking is, about? She just weird. exposed them. No. She was the conflict. Without her, there was no conflict. It, everything would have just she... gone smooth sailing. She was a good. She's villain. not the villain. She was what? Not, what do you want to call her? God well, damn it! She she is she, the bane to Hugh Jackman's Batman. No, listen, listen. She was in a story organizational sense. We meet the good guy, and the villain comes in to ruin it. But we meet the bad guy, and the good guy comes in to ruin it. So that's kind of where you're probably getting mixed up. The good guy is essentially doing a bad guy. And bad thing. education. It 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 makes sense in my head, but no one can understand that. Can... But still, yeah, uh, bad education. It was it was cool just wow. seeing wow. how what they were trying to do to get these positions, and they were so confident in their test skills. And then it's like, oh, 
you did this, you fucking kid from that show that Oh, what was the son? Oh, American Vandal. You remember that? Yeah, American Vandal. The dicks. Yeah. yeah. I was like, where do oh I remember watching that? that? Like, oh, that's oh, Dylan John. who the dicks. American Vandal is made for someone like you. Really? 100%. Mm-hmm. It is so funny. Okay. The second season is it's still a documentary. Good. The second season's about the But it's not as good as one. One is so fucking funny. I just saw that all the, he did was like spray dicks so well on done, stuff. So no, like, no the, it gets, it gets exactly. so deep. Right, and it gets shit. into so many... Yeah, de- like, it's literally making a making a murderer, but like... American Vandal. I didn't finish. Parody. I didn't finish yeah. that either, dude. School. Yeah. I I, I was like, either. everybody likes Amer- making a murder. I'm not gonna hop on this train. This is stupid. Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Get, Hugh Jackman was right, great. great Alison Janney was great. <laughs> They're both obviously very well respected, great actors and actresses. Um, I thought the story was really interesting. I you know I like a good, a good little uh, money bez- embezzling scheme. Um, so that was that was interesting to know that this kind of happened in real life in this school that's I- trying to be. You know, number one, number one, the number state. four. They're number, number four, four but they're but but Hugh yeah. Jackson's worked so hard to get this school. To um, I just really liked how seeing the reaction. I just liked how the story cool. unfolded because, like, you you were on his side for like the majority of the movie, and then all of a sudden, like, you thought Allison Janney was the one that was stealing the money, and sure, then it yeah. turns. You know, it just the, the story kept flipping, and I thought that was really cool and because uh, it mm-hmm. kept me engaged throughout the whole movie. In fact, I've seen it twice. And it's just as engaging the second time around, too. Um, and actually made me appreciate it just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that the the script was really strong. It was actually written by a student that attended Rosin Schools when this went down. So, oh, I mean, he was okay. firsthand. He, like, got experience of, like, what what everything was like. Um, some details, I guess, are a little loose, like how Frank uh, Tesso was, like, uh, portrayed. I guess his sexuality was, like, he didn't agree with. But he thought that Hugh Jackman did portray him, like, pretty accurately. So I thought that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I just thought the story was really cool. It was engaging. Uh, performances were excellent. Um, so my first watch, I gave it a four out of five. Second watch, it's a four and a half out of five. This is one of the best movies of 2020 so far in the 10 that I've seen. So, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd recommend this one as well. I, you know, I, I was really into the story. I like, a you know, a little real life, little real life scam going on here. Um, I love Ray Romano. You don't see him in a lot of stuff, but uh, I thought he gave a great performance here. Um, the only thing I didn't like was Alex Wolf's mole on his face. And I feel like that's always the demerit that I give films that he's in because, like, just... Is that why you didn't like Hereditary? That's, like, that's the one reason it's not a 5 out of 5. It's I gotta drop it half a grade because of that goddamn mole on his face. And I just wish he would get it removed. He's a, he's a very, you know, at this point, a pretty famous actor. He could probably pay to get it out of his face. Um, but other than that, I'd give this movie. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure up. he commented on Spencer's things, so we just we lost, just lost like, one subscriber. You know, That's right you know, there. big surprise. <laughs> We're moving. No, he okay. Wasn't well, then I don't care. <laughs> Alex Wolf, if you're listening, you're really good in the movie, but it is distracting. All right, four out of five. So I can grade it. <laughs> four out of five for me as well. I thought the performances were great. Um, it wasn't like outstanding to me as far as like movies go. I just thought it was a really good HBO movie with awesome performances. Um, and just seeing how dynamic Hugh Jackman can be, um, and just how he kind of fit the role really well. I thought it was awesome. So yeah, it's four out of five for me. Hell yeah. Damn. So yeah, Bad Education, new movie, go watch it on HBO. It's definitely worth your time. It's, it's, it's a well-made movie. And uh, it makes sense why it's on HBO because mm-hmm. I don't think it would have made a lot of money if it was released and it wouldn't have even come to theaters because of COVID. 
Thank you, Virus. Um, that movie could have done well, dude, around like Christmas time. With you, oh, Jack, maybe, and Alice yeah. and Janney. I feel like that's a good Christmas time kind of family. Like a flip. limited release and then kind of make, make it go well. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, yeah I could see that. Mm-hmm. But it never will be. Yeah. Whatever. We'll never know. But moving on to our third and final film. This is Nate's movie. And we've ended on Nate's movie the last couple mm. of weeks. Maybe for a reason? We'll find out. What did we watch for your, for your movie? Well, this movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time because I'm a huge fan of this actress and this actor, too. Um, And I could not find physical media anywhere. It was not streaming anywhere until recently. And that's 1953's Roman Holiday, directed by William Wyler, who did Ben-Hur back in the day, and a bunch of other huge movies, huge classics. Uh, This is starring Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn, um, and it's about Princess Anne, who is in her early to mid-twenties, who's going around being a princess in uh, around World War time. And she's just going to all these countries and she's making appearances, but she doesn't like it. Um, And she ends up meeting Gregory Peck as she fell asleep on a park bench and a little romance happens. Uh, Let me, uh, I usually go with John. I'm going to go with Spencer this time. Switching it up. Uh, I had had an instant comment, but that's fine. Well, too bad. You're going to have to wait. because All I wanted to say me. was she was not no, on no, a park no, bench. No, 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 no. It wasn't a park wait. bench. She was on like a, a, a wall. And in the description it said park bench. It it's not a park bench. That's what I noticed. Exactly. All right, continue. Um, yeah, so. I totally echo what you had just said, even though most of it was facts. So, I, you know, it's kind of hard not to. But I have yeah, been wanting to see this no movie opinions. for a very, very long time. Um, <laughs> because this is like the – like quintessential romantic movie that gets referenced in so much like modern day life. Like it's in, it's, it's iconic in like pop culture, just like them on the, uh, the Vespa, uh, riding together. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a movie that, that oh, it's scene, hilarious. It was oh my God, very well done. So um, but so yeah, I've really been wanting to see this one forever. So I'm glad I finally got to see it. And now having seen it, it's like, think back of all the romantic comedy movies that have come out since then. It's like how much they borrowed from this is just like, you, you, can sit here and just you know do a whole podcast on that alone mm-hmm. uh, is crazy enough. Exactly. <laughs> sure, next week. Um, God no. But I really enjoyed this one. I thought that it was it was just a really sweet movie. Like there was just the right. there wasn't too much like conflict other than she was just trying to hide because uh, she wanted to escape her life. Um, Gregory Peck as this news guy, I was a little unsure of at first because I'm like, is he going to be this sleazeball that just like manipulates her and like takes her out just to get a story and make money technically yes something in a way yes yes. but i like what he did but this was one of the original cliches this was like this was like how to lose a guy in 10 days but like i said you easily could just (laughs) compare and contrast how much this movie influenced movies that we've seen uh you know our entire lives but audrey hepburn just is a phenomenal actress. She takes and over the film. Hopefully, every person. scene she's in, she's so good. Yeah. She's unbelievable. Uh, and I think it, I love that it was uh, in the very beginning of the title uh, sequence. It said introducing Audrey Hepburn. Did it really? Like, it did. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Every a Halloween introducing, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. I like it. Mm-hmm. Even though it, that wasn't her sure, first film, it, though. Oh wait, yes, it was. This was her first. Uh, maybe she was she in like short films. Maybe, like her yeah, it, it gave one, her the stardom that she like 
yeah star exactly from from then on out she was just nominated for oscars left and right gave these like landmark performances from from here on out but uh mm-hmm. yeah it was it was a very enjoyable movie I very, very much enjoyed watching it. I can't say that I wasn't delighted watching her performance. Um, just every scene she she's in, she has this kind of like in this innocent, quirky personality to her. Um, like when she's like out in public, kind of I guess for the first time since she's this like sheltered princess, and she's just like what was it like eating ice cream and just like she had no money. She's trying to like mm-hmm. buy flowers, um, and. Or no, she didn't want to buy flowers. The guy was like, "Hey, you're really pretty. Yeah, yeah flowers." Yeah. And, and it, he ended up giving her one. That scene kind of reminded me of the the Wonder Woman scene when she like kind of like discovers vanilla ice cream for the first time. I just thought that was yeah. Maybe know, they borrowed from that too. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> just like these little moments mm-hmm. throughout the movie that you kind of like latch onto. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, and I guess this is like the original cliche. Um, I thought the movie was very cliche, but I guess I'm not allowed to say that because this was like the first romantic comedy, was it? You're allowed to say it. Just, That's just how I felt because really. I've seen so many romantic comedies that like, I just felt like right. it, it had the cliche where like she falls in love with the first guy she ever meets because she's been up in this castle or whatever her whole life. So like, it's very easy after... to say that in 2020, but also you got to think back 60 years Think ago. Think about watching this movie ago. in 1953 without having really seen of this course, type of stuff of course. before. It's definitely, like, it, it got nominated for a shit ton of Oscars. Won three of them. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, of course. it definitely uh, it got the acclaim and it gave Audrey Hepburn her, uh, her stardom for sure. Um, yeah. She's so good in the movie. She really is. Aww. She's just, you can't help but just be delighted every time she's on screen. She just has this kind of, yeah, she's Charm. very charming. Especially compared to like Marilyn Monroe when we watched that movie with her, which was kind of just this, like this kind of dorky comedy that I didn't, I just didn't really mm-hmm. like the other guy in it. But this one was sort of more classy compared to that. So I can, I can well, put she, this one on a different mm-hmm. level. That's like her trademark is like class. Mm-hmm. Like she was always like very, very classy, classy, just like as a professional, a as an actress and in her characters. She was an ambassador. Of course for she was. She's, she's like the very Emma cool. Watson. She's like the Emma she Watson was, yeah. in the 1950s yeah. in terms of class, you know. And the thing that I respect about her a lot, though, is that she stopped acting to be a family oh, really? mom. Okay, like she was like, "No, I want to be with nice. my kids," kind of thing. So she was able to put that aside. How old was she after, when she died, dude? She did she after the sixties. She died in the eighties. So she was, yeah, I, knew, uh, I knew she was ninety-two. Young, I actually, know. I looked it up. Her last performance was in yeah. like Spielberg's movie called Always with Richard Dreyfuss. That was like her mm-hmm. last like on-screen performance. I yeah, but uh, like it, it was the same like when she watching uh, when we watched Charade a few months ago, and Audrey Hepburn was in that, and just mm-hmm. her charm just took over the whole movie. Uh, yeah, it's the same so here, mm-hmm. and I loved the ending when she was saying hello to all the news uh, news people, the reporters, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they just go down the line, and she meets the photographer and Gregory Pe- uh, Peck again, and then just kind of keep going. And I don't know that whole scene I thought was really cool, and you may say it's cliche, but I, mean, I, yeah, I rolled with of course, it. It's the original cliche. I l- yeah, exactly. I, yeah, where she, they're like hint in their words to each other, where she's like, "I hope that you will see the the justice in this." And Gregory Peck's like, "No worries, your secret's mm-hmm. safe with me," kind of thing. And I was like, "They said that without yep. saying it." And so I was like, "Yeah, it, almost like a la la la." Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I still love you. 
but we're gonna go our separate exactly. ways kind of thing and have that cliche um, after that like uh, uh, kind of fight at that party where they like they come out of the water or whatever mm-hmm. and he's just like oh you were great that back awesome. there <laughs> and then it's just like that's just exactly like, oh, yeah i've heard this so many times before but i guess <laughs> i can't hate on it yeah um you gotta re- you gotta just respect smitty it. Yeah. wait a sec <laughs> It's like he was nominated know, for but, best oh, supporting man, actor. Dude. Really, stone. He was like a Robert Pattinson in Twilight. I, I just <laughs> thought he was so fucking stone faced the whole time. Uh, <laughs> and also, a scene that gets they actually brought into the horror genre is uh, when they go visit that like mouth and they stick the thank arm you, in. thank you, and yes. like and then uh, the, <laughs> he fakes like the hand gets like chopped off and then like she like mm-hmm. freaks out and stuff and. Uh, yeah, that was straight up yeah. exactly <laughs> so much no. Nicolas Cage National Treasure Book of Secrets when he sticks his arm yeah, he in did, the hole. He did the scene too. And he did literally that exact scene with Dan Indiana Bruce. Jones. I mean, name it. Like uh yeah, American yeah, Horror yeah. Story, the start of the second season with Adam Levine or that guy. He actually gets his arm like ripped mm-hmm. off too. Yep. Yeah, I mean like they it's take the actual scene. Happens. And like that's why Roman Holiday still is timeless. I mean, it's it's still in this day and age. Which is why I personally really respected it. I really enjoyed it. I could easily see myself rewatching this down the line. Um, I think I would appreciate it even more. But I'm still gonna go kind of big. I'm gonna go four and a half out of five stars. He changed it because I held no, it. It's a four and a half out of five stars. Now that we've talked about her a bit, and I realize that I'm just kind of a cliche piece of shit as it is. Um, I need to raise my grade for my original grade of a two and a half. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Oh, oh my. was your movie before 2010? You have no taste. Relax. Oh. I just felt like, you know, it was it was trying to be How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No, I don't think that. I think that it, it is very original, and you have to appreciate Audrey Hepburn and just how much of a screen presence she has, how she's able to take over a film, every scene she's in, it's just like... I can see why she's the icon that she is. So um, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I'm going to raise it a full grade. I'm not going to go quite four, but I, I do think that it is a very, very good film that I'm not surprised that it has the recognition that it does. So three and a half out of five. Hmm. And Nate, okay. where, 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 okay. would you, uh, yeah. where would you yeah. go? It was it was a fun little film. Um, William Wyler is a fantastic director. He's done all kinds of classics. I'm an Audrey Hepburn fan. I've considered getting a tattoo <laughs> of her, not of her face. What part? She's got a well, funny face. Maybe. Yeah. On my calf, of her face. Um, <laughs> but she was just such an awesome person, and I think this also was awesome for Gregory Peck as well because this was seeing him early before he eventually went on to win his Oscar for To Kill a Mockingbird. So um, just seeing their chemistry was awesome and uh, just had so much fun. I love Audrey Hepburn. The whole, yeah, the whole Vespa scene. That scene. They're just going but also like, come on, what are you people. doing? These people are just trying to enjoy their day. And she just and goes also, around and ruins everything. It was a little strange at the following scene with the police. Like, was no dialogue, it was music, but it was like a silent film all of a sudden for like a very quick sequence. Mm-hmm. But like, it was still funny. Like, it was like, okay, yeah. like, 
You didn't question it. It was like a chase scene where they were kind of like, like, yeah. Dude, it was kind of like think... National Treasure when they go around oh and they're, and then and they're in this Jesus chase Christ. scene. They're in this no, chase scene not. in London and they're like it's driving not. through literal it's like not. tables and shit, like with a truck. It's, I think National Treasure is like a lot from this sure. movie. I'm not even surprised. Okay. <laughs> it's basically sure. the modern day Audrey okay. Hepburn. Basically, any movie <laughs> that is past 2010 for John. That came out in like 2006. Okay, yeah, he more respect from you. Four. Okay, somehow Blade Runner 2049 has like. I hope, I hope it does. For that, but yeah. Oh shit! I've been looking forward to this. Big. I love this movie. I I okay, and I I know I might throw like high grades around a lot, but I just love movies, so I always find the good in most. And I just think this movie was fun, and I loved their back and forth. And just kind of the slapstick for that time. And Audrey Hepburn, she's just, she's the pinnacle for me. Like, if I ever had a chance and I was around at the time, <laughs> she would be like my she's, dream. She's basically like she's the Alexander Daddario of now. Uh, if she was, if um, Alexander Daddario was not a terrible actress, yes. She's not a terrible actress. Just she's Audrey not. Hepburn. You said it. was just awesome. She just needs to pick different stuff. But, uh, yeah. Roman Holiday. Damn. All right. Wow. Well, Roman Holiday, you guys can check that one out on Amazon Prime because, you know, it's kind of hard to find. It was a movie that wasn't streaming anywhere. It's not on mm-hmm. Criterion, right? No, and I, I sent them a really? request via email <laughs> saying, hey, you guys should consider this movie. Yeah. How, was that on not, how was that Just not saying. part of the collection? That's crazy to me. I don't know because the opening okay. titles with just like the cutoff black. It's bars going and to stuff, be on like, Criterion. Yeah, criterion. Blue is the warmest color is, and that's not. It better. Come on. It better, and they better say this was suggested by Nathan Cram, and this was a good <laughs> pick. So here, here's a free. It copy. has to be a rights like, issue. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Was it? Is it yeah, a Paramount probably, movie? Because I noticed was. at the very beginning GM. of the movie, it was like Paramount News, like exclusive. Yeah, like, that was interesting. That threw me off for a second, dude. Yeah, yeah. That mu- I don't know. I feel like it might have been an MGM movie because I remember the lion sure. and stuff at the beginning. But the Paramount thing, might have, yeah, that could have been like a news station type yeah. update kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, I, have no idea. I don't know, guys. Kind of thing. Let's move yeah. on. No, so what well, are that we was, watching? Next well, that was well, that was Gods and Monsters, Bad Education, and Roman Holiday. All of those movies are streaming, so make sure you guys check those out because, you know, we watch them, and so should you, you know? And leave a comment down below what you think of these movies because if you don't, Nate is going to find out where you live, come to your house, and you don't want to know what he's going to do next, which is most likely try to, like, sell He's going to skin you movies. alive and eat your skin. Trust me. <laughs> I'm already. I'm a head of you. Oh boy. Paper. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna ask you some personal questions. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um Hey, if your name's David out there. Oh god, I don't even want to know. <laughs> five Elm. Spade? Five Elm? Yeah. Watch your oh, hide your sister. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Better log yourself oh, in the like, closet right now. I just Alright. Um well we put out a poll on Instagram last week uh, to decide on what movies we're going to be watching for this week. Uh, so, so John, what movie, what movie won for you? So I'm a big, I'm a big Hank fan. Yeah. Um, I love Tom Hanks a little bit more than I love Kevin Spacey just because of recent events, but Jesus. I chose the, the 1996 fuck? film, that thing you do where Tom Hanks playing plays. I'm so surprised. A band manager. What did it win against? I don't even remember. Um, 
It won against yeah, which Blood both Simple. films were very different, but uh, I thought it sounded really cool in terms of synopsis. But it basically follows a Pennsylvania band that scores a hit in 1964 and rides the star-making machinery as long as it can with lots of help from its manager, Tom Hanks, starring Liv Tyler, Charlize Theron, Tom Hanks, Steve Zahn. What else do you want? Ooh. Giovanni Ribisi? Mm. I've been wanting to see that thing you do. Uh, if you go to my watch list on Letterboxd, it's like near the top. I've been wanting to see it for a long time. It just hasn't been on any streaming sites. But that is on HBO, so you guys can watch that one if you if you care to you know hear our thoughts next week on that. My movie, that one, thank God, um, is a movie that I've really wanted to see for a very long time. It kind of echoes what we talked about tonight about movies, about movies. It is called Cinema Paradiso. It is on HBO. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Nate, I keep wanting I to call it Cinema Paradiso. I don't know why I want to keep calling it that. No. Sarah, Cinema it's Paradiso. Not. I feel like it needs another, no. I feel like it needs another syllable. Um, but no, I'm very much looking forward to watching that one. It's uh, it's a very, you know, it's been regarded as one of like the best movies of all time. So we'll see, we'll see how, how it holds up to those expectations. Um, so yeah, it's on HBO yeah. and Nate, what one, uh, mm-hmm. what one for you? Mine was a little, uh, little Western, little Western action with a little bit of John Wayne and a little James Stewart, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Um, I looked at it, I saw the synopsis on Amazon Prime and was like, I think this is going to be really cool, especially from, uh, the way that the story is being told there. I know there's some flashbacks in it, so I'm really interested to see how this Western goes because the more like big Westerns I watch, the more I kind of like the genre. So kind of hoping to get into it. I thought you hated Westerns. Wasn't that your least favorite genre? Well, it's my least favorite, but that doesn't mean that I don't like the genre. Like High Noon, I hate it. it's just gonna really stand out good, for me to like a western. Oh, yeah, they were awesome. um, it has to be title before or after famous. Yeah, and even then, that's yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, we have <laughs> we have all movies that were made before the two thousands, so expect very low grades from John uh, next week and very high grades from Nate. I think that's I'm looking forward what to the it. expectations are at this point. Um, so. That's why my movie. Yeah, I have hope for Tom Hanks. I really do. About it. He directed it, so I mean, you better hope. Um, you you, you wow. didn't know that he directed it's it. It's not Bill Condon. No, it's not Bill Condon. Even though no. we're all right, I'm changing my pick. Tom Hanks picked, uh, did Blood Cell too. So <laughs> damn it, I knew it. I knew it. Um, anyways, guys, um, it's been uh, real. If you've enjoyed the podcast, yeah. make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We're actually going to be on a new channel this week um so you know what we're we're starting fresh uh we're moving on from the past and looking forward to the future um so make sure to subscribe to those movie dudes please the love of god check us out on instagram because that's where we're at the most that's where we post most of our content our polls um random stuff tv show reviews uh which it looks like i missed mine last week um whoops (gasps) um oh not god we got a lot of comments. I know, I know. Everybody's that, pissed. I'm pissed yeah. at myself. Um, we just passed 200 followers. Yeah, you don't want to upset that by the way. three people. Yeah, so thanks well, to Spencer, awesome. not thanks to us. Yeah. That's for goddamn sure. Um, we passed 200 <laughs> followers, so yeah, keep following. True. Tell your friends. If you like the podcast, please leave uh, you know, comments down below on movies you'd like to now. maybe like have us discuss on Podbean um, and YouTube as well, Instagram, whatever. And yeah, I'm going to toss it on to, to Spencer here. No, you said it all. That's all. That's all that needs to be said. It's just yeah, 
subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel. Leave a comment on how we can improve the show. Uh, if you want to help decide the type of movies that get talked about on the podcast every Saturday, Instagram, on our stories, there's a poll. You vote, and that's it. That's simple. And we watch them, uh, and then you guys can watch along too because they're all streaming movies. Um, and that's it. That's all. That's all yeah. I got to say. That's all I gotta by the play. way, hashtag guy on the left. I'll let you guys just you, you guys can settle this John, beef. I'm John, gonna. You know that's uh, it's yeah. only between. I don't care. Two of I don't us, care. It's, so it's guy. It's hashtag guy. Go I'm gonna set this one up. So that's all I gotta say. So thank you for listening and toodles. Ten. And then I looked up and it turned yellow and I went, oh, I need to go. And so I went. Um, thankfully, my my buddy in the passenger seat was there to be like, uh, Nate, the uh, light's green. I'm like, what? No, it's not. Uh, no, it's, no, it's yellow. Oh, wait. Uh, hello. Uh, oh, it's, it's my wife, Michelle. <laughs> I can't do a Barack Obama anymore. Guys, I'm so sorry. You guys that, like, sit and listen to me, I just, I sympathize with you. I really do. Like, one of these days, I'll, I'll tell you where the bodies <laughs> are. All right, bye. Hey, hey, Michelle. Ha, <laughs>